you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hi, this is your host, Susan Rosen. Today, we're going to talk about a purpose-driven life and whether that may actually help you to live longer. There was a study, you know how much I love reading about studies. So it, again, was a study that looked at nearly 7,000 adults over age 50. That's a pretty big study. Um, can't think of what that's called, study group, but there is a, a particular name for it. Anyways, they found that those who scored highest on a skill that measured quote-unquote life purpose were less likely to die during the study period. And they also found that they were less likely to die during the same period from heart circulatory or blood conditions compared with those who scored lower. Um, it's interesting. These were what they call observational studies. Um, and so they can only point at relationships that they see, but they can't claim causality, which um, you really ought to watch for that in a lot of the studies that get quoted in newspapers and magazines, because a lot of times they make it sound like it's an absolute fact that these things cause certain issues or diseases or whatever it happens to be. And if it's just an observational study, like if they ask people to write down what they were eating on over a week or three weeks or a year, that's considered to be more of an observational study because there was nobody going back around and double-checking that, that what they wrote down is exactly what they ate for instance. So in this particular study, they had, um, let's see, they showed, they said that for the first time there was a sense of purpose in life is associated with specific causes of death and that that's an, inter quote, interesting advancement of knowledge. And this is from a quote from Eric Kim, who is a research scientist in the Department of Social and Behavioral Sciences at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health. That means T.H. Chan gave a lot of money to Harvard so that he could have his name on the school. Um, but we won't go there. Okay, so in, I guess there have been a number of earlier studies that suggested a higher sense of purpose in life is associated with a reduced risk of early death. 
And so they were trying to follow up, I believe, on that same, on these earlier studies to see if they could find that same relationship. Okay, um, the, they say that a life with a purpose can be defined differently for different people, that's true, but in general it indicates that you have an aim in life and goals. So this purpose, they said, helps make it more likely that you will engage in behaviors that are good for your health. Um, okay, I won't argue with that. Um, but everybody has their own ideas of what health looks like. So, Okay, some studies have simply asked people what gives them a sense of purpose in life. And people listed such factors as family and relationships and community, helping others, learning new skills, and taking part in leisure activities or hobbies. Um, uh, let's see. Mr. Kim, Eric Kim, was quoted as saying, I define it as the extent to which people experience their lives as being directed, at, directed and motivated by valued life goals. So in this study, um, they found or they saw that life purpose actually was associated, observationally, with a lower rate of death during the study period, not only overall and from cardiovascular disease and blood conditions, but also from digestive conditions. What is equally has, as interesting was that the quote-unquote stronger life purpose didn't seem to help any of the study participants from all health conditions and specifically didn't help on death rates from cancer, tumors, or conditions that affected the respiratory tract. So that's kind of interesting as well. Um, they also said that it was important to note that the study did not prove that having a life purpose resulted in the lower death rates seen in the study. Because again, they cannot pinpoint causality since it is a observational study. Um, and like I said before, that's one of those things you have to kind of look out for when you see reports on some of these. So they had some theoretical reasons why they thought it might improve your health. Um, they're also, I guess, working on coming out with a new uh, review article about the topic, which suggests that um, purpose in life works through three main pathways. And those three pathways are that it makes you more likely to protect your health. Um, the example they give on that is you might eat healthier, sleep better, exercise more, or increase your use of preventive health services. Uh, secondly, it could reduce stress. And again, they quoted from Kim saying, quote, there's some evidence from lab studies and studies that track people over time that suggests that people with a higher sense of purpose in life are less perturbed 
by various stressors and also recover more quickly when they are more stressed out. So, yeah, okay, if it reduces stress and, and that's what comes out of it, I could see where that could help your health. Um, the third, which could be really important, is that it could reduce inflammation. Um, they linked inflammation in the body to cardiovascular disease along with some other health conditions and they also also because they know that stress prompts inflammation in the body so if you can reduce stress that might help to reduce inflammation again they can't um, they can't show any direct causality in it but they said that ultimately activities that provide life purpose may be prompted by an overarching outlook in which life itself is greatly valued, says Kim. Quote, one caveat is that there are important studies that show no association between a sense of purpose in life and some of these factors. So this is still an active field of research. In other words, don't quote him. Okay. Um, at the end of this little article that was in the Harvard Women's Health Watch, they said that they give you some strategies if you have lack, if you're lacking purpose. They said if you feel like you are lacking purpose, they suggest that you seek out new opportunities. Um, look for activities and roles that will, will provide a compelling reason to get up every morning. That makes sense. And that some research has found that volunteering is a valuable option for many people. I could appreciate that. That makes a lot of sense. And it says if you're feeling stuck, don't be afraid to reach out for help. That, quote, there's some evidence to suggest that specialized cognitive behavioral therapy can improve a sense of purpose in life as well as meaning in life, which is a conceptually close cousin. And that quote is from Eric Kim again. All of this makes a lot of sense to me. I can see why if you feel a purpose to get up in the morning, um, you feel a purpose to get things done, um, leave the house or maybe not, depending on, on what it is that you're doing, where that could help your health, reduce stress. Um, all of that makes a lot of sense to me. But as we also all know from seeing some of the other studies along the way, that sense, what makes sense isn't always what is true. So um, take it under advisement and see whether it makes a difference in your life. And definitely let me know if it does, if it does help. You know where to get a hold of me. Come and comment on my website or on any of the places where my podcast is currently, as well as my Facebook page on in Facebook, obviously. You got that, huh? Um, and also on YouTube, which has the same name. It's the Healthy Tips After 50 podcast. 
Otherwise, you won't find it if you don't add the podcast at the end. That's about it. If you haven't been to my website and picked up my free ebook that I wrote and put together, and someone that I know pointed out to me the other day that my name is not on it as the author, which um, it isn't. That's very true, and I don't know why, but I'm going to have to remedy that situation. So, anyways, if you would like to go to the website and download a copy of um, the... Oh, and of course, now I'm drawing a blank on even what it's called. Um, Ten Things Your Grandmother Got Wrong. That's the name of it. Um, there's some interesting information in it. So, pick it up. Um, all you need to do to get it is to... Give me your email, and at the same time, you will find out that there will be emails that will come to you to let you know about new activities and new podcasts. So that's another way to keep up with the podcast. So that's it for today. I will again say the same thing I always say, which is that I am not a doctor. This is not to be seen as medical advice. And if you have, do have any issues, please go and see your own doctor for medical advice. Okay, I will look forward to talking to all of you next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.